Welcome to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Out Loud platform where you can find us on AmericaOutloud.news. Don't know if you've had a chance to visit the new AmericaOutloud.news platform website, but it's a completely redesigned site, and I would encourage you to go there and take a look. Tonight, my host is B.B. Diamond of Our Urban Story that you can hear on Saturdays on Facebook. And as you know, B.B. came on quite a bit last year. And this year, we hope to have her on even more because the folks here at America Out Loud likes B.B.'s analysis of the news. And she's very good as far as breaking it down and showing us the different sides. So uh, do stay tuned because she will be on more shows. BB, how are you tonight? I am doing quite well. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're glad to have you on. Uh, the last time we spoke was last year. And we were even saying the last year that we were going to have you on more uh, to come on as a host to give us your share your views on the different events that are taking place. And we do know that 2024 is not going to be a dull year by any means. We have the entire presidential election that's coming up. And the way things are shaping up, I mean, it's going to be a doozy, BB. It's going to be a doozy. We have Joe Biden, who's trying to lock up his potential chief rival. And he's doing it under the guise of he's trying to save democracy. And he's not trying to save democracy. We know that because if he was trying to save democracy, why has he weaponized the Department of Justice and our FBI to go after American citizens? If he's trying to save democracy, why is he trying to shut down anyone that does not agree with his administration? Why is he pushing DEI, which is another form of racism? And you and I, we've spoken about this before, and I know that you're very passionate about what you see out there with DEI. I mean, we just witnessed this entire debacle with the president, former president of Harvard, Claudine Gay, and her saying that, you know, she was targeted because she's a black woman. Whereas when we look at it, we see that the president of Penn State also resigned. So how is it that they're targeting a black woman? But see, this is what the media is putting out there. This is what this administration is putting out there. This is what this administration wants to keep running so that they can play on the emotions of none other than the black woman to get her all emotional roused up to vote for them. And you know what else, BB? We see this quite a bit in black churches. And I hate to say it. I hate to go there. But when you look at a majority of black churches, what do you see? Black women. And why is it? Where are the men? Do you mean to tell me that men don't want to go to church? Men don't want to be saved? Men don't want to hear the blessings of Jesus? No. There's something else sinister that's going on. And this administration, the Joe Biden administration, is taking a book out of the Black church and using it today. And that's how they're successfully pushing DEI. What do you say, B.B. Diamond? Well, again, thanks for having me on. You know, that's actually an excellent analogy. I had not thought about that angle. But you see, it's almost a parallel, right? Um, the church has been focusing on Black women, and so has the liberal and, and the Democratic Party, the godless. 
it's interesting you make that connection because you're absolutely right. Because in the church, right? And I have a lot of experience in the black church. Black women tend not to ask a lot of questions. They tend not to challenge when they sell the pastor is sleeping with a member of the choir, although he's married and has children. They just go along to get along. So in terms of switching it over to the secular world, Black women are elevated as opposed to Black men because Black women will go along with whatever's going on. Too many Black women will as opposed to standing on values, their Christian values. I never made that connection, but I think that was an excellent analysis. And I, I think it's 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 a shame how Black men in, are being pushed to the side, if you will, because Black women well, too many Black women, not all, will go along to get along, even if it's against the word of God. And that's outrageous. And that's what we see that's happening. And that's how they're able to push DEI on corporate America. You don't see them pushing it in relationship to Black men. It's always with the Black woman. You look at Claudine Gay. You look at Biden's administration as a whole, BB, and you look at the people that he has on staff. And who are they? Black women. Now, there's nothing wrong with it if you are accomplished. There's nothing wrong with it if you are qualified. But if you're just there because of your gender and your race, there's a problem. And just taking it outside of Biden's administration, when you look at the landscape, unfortunately, in today's society, you look at our mayors, and we've discussed this before on the show, of our large liberal cities. You look at the mayors. You have Black men. You have a Black man that is in New York City. In New Orleans, you have a Black woman. In Sacramento, you have a Black woman. And when you look at what they have done, even Lori Lightfoot, were they successful in those positions? There is a, a Black woman right now in a city in Illinois who's a mayor of a small town. She's now making the headlines because of her eccentric behavior, because of her spending habits. She wasn't qualified. They just gave her the position. They got people to vote for her because she's a woman and she's black. There's a woman from Texas right now. I'll think of her name before we, when we go to commercial break, who's outspoken now. And when you listen to her, you're like, how in the heck did she get to Congress? Oh, and she's a loud mouth. So of course, they're going to put her out there and they wanted to speak. Look at Cori Bush who talks and she's an empty suit. But see, they appeal to these women. They need to be out there. We need them there. Look at the vice president. Look at her, an empty suit. But we were told, oh, she's smart. And when she speaks, when she opens up her mouth, word salad. So there is a connection here. Someone has taken the page from the book of the Black church. And who do we see at the forefront doing this? Al Sharpton. Maybe he went in and say, hey, I know how to appeal to them. This is what you do. And lo and behold, this is what we have. There are qualified Black women out there, BB. There are qualified women as a whole. Unfortunately, the women that we see at the forefront that are out seemingly being the spokespersons, they're not the ones. Look at Biden's press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, who's a gay Black woman. Horrible at her job. Horrible. But yet and still, she's there. And I dare say, B. As time goes on and people do wake up and start saying, we don't want any more DEI, when the successful candidates do step up, there will always be a question mark as to whether or not they are actually qualified or did they just slip them in because of DEI? You know, that's an excellent point, Rob. Um, and one of the 
things I'd like to do is go do a deep dive on this. There was a time in Black culture, in Black history, where we strive for excellence because we had to. Black people couldn't be mediocre. We had to be the best. And we got the best. That's why you have the Louis Armstrongs. You had your poets, your poetess, Maya Angelou and others. We had to be the best. We didn't rely on affirmative action. We did. But since affirmative action is a dying dinosaur, what do liberal blacks and whites do? Prop up diversity, equity, and inclusion. But see, DEI is a lie. Because when we talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, we're not talking about Christians or religious Jews. We're only talking about liberals or the godless. That's what we're talking about. Don't let DEI fool you. If you're a conservative Black, even if you don't label yourself conservative, you are a Black who goes to church, you love God, and you love country and your family. No, you cannot fit at Harvard. We want someone with purple hair, who believes in same-sex marriage and abortion on demand. See, when they talk about DEI, it's only sitting a, a fitting a certain parameter, Black, lesbian, maybe married, but certainly you, you walk that walk of the woke. You're for abortion on demand. Israel's a colonizer. America is a colonizer. You do not like the West. You do not like Israel. There's certain things that you have to believe in to be a part of the crowd. So it's really not DEI. This is another version of affirmative action. And it sends a signal that Black people are not smart enough. Now, let me address Dr. Claudine Gay. It wasn't because of her color. This woman plagiarized very often. When it was just Dr. Caroline Swain, a Swain it was Dr. Carol Swain. I was like, no, they're not going to fire her for that one attribution that she didn't acknowledge. Then it started pouring out how she plagiarized. She hasn't even written a book and she has a PhD. Harvard pointed her, appointed her as president merely because she's a black female. That's it. This is racism toward whites and Asians. And I'll go into that more as we go along. You're right. It's racism. And I like what you said. DEI is a lie. And it is a lie. Before DEI, before affirmative action, Blacks were in a struggle and they made it. And they made it because of the content of their character, not because someone was handing something to them. Now, hear me out and hear me clearly. Affirmative action had its place. But even as Colin Powell said, it's run its course. There have been too many advantages, too many doors that have been opened and made open for Blacks and other minorities. We don't need it anymore. And for those of you who say, oh, well, no, we, we got to have it because this, the system still isn't fair. Who's not making it fair? I was watching the other day, BB, and we spoke about this during the our pre-work before we came on air about the color purple. And I know there's a whole a controversy behind the color purple and the, the portrayal of black men. And I saw, I read the book, and BB, you said you had read it also. I read the book, The Color Purple by Alice Walker, and I saw the movie when it came out. And I enjoyed the first movie. I think it came out in 86 or something. So now they're deciding to do it again, The Color Purple. And that's a musical. And one of the characters, or one of the actors in it is Taraji P. Henson. She's coming out and she's lamenting that she's not being paid fairly. She's not being paid her work. Now, it's all about supply and demand and economics. And if you're not bringing in people to the theater, why do you expect these huge salaries? But the point I wanted to make, just going back to DEI and diversity and equity and why People saying we need it. I'm like, no, we don't need it. Hollywood is controlled by rich 
liberals. So who is it paying her her worth? Conservatives aren't involved in it. We're busy in the financial market. It's liberals. So if anyone is holding her back, it's liberals that are controlling everything. But they want to tell us, oh, no, we've got to have DEI because, you know, those mean conservatives, they want hard black people. No, not at all. It's liberals that are controlling this. Because we know that they found a lot of Democrat policy in their ideas and their candidates. But see, when it's time to play to level the playing field, they want to say, oh, no, it's the Republicans. They're doing this. Absolutely not. You look at these corporations who've introduced DEI. And it's a lie, as B.B. Diamond said. And it's also just racism. And it gives them the okay to discriminate. It gives them the okay to be racist, but to say, oh, no, we're not doing it. They're doing it under something else. Oh, no, no, no. We're trying to make the field uh, level, a level playing field. No, you're not. You're discriminating. You're acting in a racist term. You're being racist against white people, mainly white men, because they don't like white men, because they're colonizers, as B.B. Diamond said. And they did this and they did that. But if they didn't do it, what other system would we have? Has anyone ever thought about that? What system would we have today? Since you want to say that everything that we're doing is all steeped in racism, what system would we have today? Did the Arabs come up with the system? Did the Africans come up with the system? Did the Indians come up with the system? Now, I'm sure some of you would say, yeah, but they helped them. They, they had their ideas. Okay, fine. But the system in itself, who would have come up with it? So is that the reason why we tear down everything? We're just going to tear it down. We're just going to have complete chaos, chaos all over, tear down the border because the border and walls are racist and it's not fair. Well, we want to come in. We want everyone to come in. Whereas if you go to another country, they're going to tell you, oh, no, we, we, have, we have boundaries. We have walls. Look at what's happening right now with the war. Why won't the Jordanians, the Syrians, allow the Palestinians to come over. Why would the Egyptians allow them to come over? Nope, we're going to keep our border walls up. We don't want them coming over. But I thought you said that walls were racist. Here in America, we can't have walls because it's racist. They say one thing and they do something different. And then they'll have you to believe that what we're doing is right. See, all of this connects. And the Democrats are so good at connecting the dots and then hiding with these smoke screens so that you can't see the truth, as I presented to you when I opened up about DEI and the page that they're taking from the black church to appeal to black women, because they see black women as being one of their core voters. So if we appeal to them, if we make it seem as if though everyone is after Claudine Gay because she's a black woman, everyone is after Kamala Harris because she's a black woman, they won't see the real picture that these two women aren't qualified. Maybe they're qualified for a particular job, but the jobs that they were in, the job that Kamala is in, they're not qualified for, but they don't want you to see it. And then you see it across the board. We got to put this person here and we're not going to hire this person because we need more representation. We, we're going to put a premium on hiring this person. But if they're not qualified, why put them there? And we're going to pick this up on the other side of the break because I'm sure B.B. Diamond wants to go into it more deeper because there's so many avenues here that people are missing. They're thinking that DEI is just going to level the playing field and it's going to give someone else a chance. No, it's racism. It's discrimination because it should be based on the merit. If you're good, you come in. If you have the skill set, you come in. We'll be back after this commercial break with BB Diamond about Urban Shore. 
Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides, with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution. And now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. And we're back. And we're still talking about DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And as I submitted during the first half, it's not about inclusion. It's not about diversity. It's not about equity. It's about giving people the right to discriminate, getting people the right to be racist, and then covering it up under some make-believe DEI of being fair. You're not being fair at all. And we have to expose this BB diamond. It has to be exposed. Black people need to wake up and realize what's happening. These are short-term gains that are being given. And when you look at it, it's only those bougie Blacks at the top that are being that are able to benefit because the others are suffering. They're saying, we're going to do this, but now companies or some of them are waking up and saying, we're going to X this out. So now you're without a job that you thought you had, but you weren't qualified because they told you you didn't have to be qualified. They want to lower the standards. We're going to lower the standards because you can't possibly meet the standards. And what they're saying is that you're too dumb. You're too stupid. You can't compete. And see, I never liked it with all of my jobs, BB. I wanted to make certain that I was getting the job based on my qualifications and not my skin tone. Always. I mean, I would even prefer going in BB and them not seeing my name, not seeing my face, just looking at my resume and then speaking to me over the phone and not being able to see me and then make a decision based upon that. And maybe that's what we should move toward. 
when we're interviewing, as opposed to seeing the person's name and seeing the person face to face. And I talked about this on one of our other shows with uh, Andrew, that just a piece of paper, these are my qualifications. You talk to me, you see if I fit the job. And if I do, I get the job. But this whole, this other stuff that has been introduced, that's really making Black people look bad to say that we can't compete. It's an affront. It's embarrassing. And you got the lacks of Al Sharpton, who doesn't care. You get the likes of all these other liberals that are saying, oh, no, we have to help you. We have to be your savior because you can't possibly do it yourself. Well, why can't I do it myself? If you give me a fair chance, are you telling me that you're not going to give me that chance? Are you telling me because of my skin color, Mr. Liberal, you're not going to allow me to work this job? That's in essence, BB. what's happening. What do you say? You're absolutely right. But we must remember to the godless left, it's all about the narrative, even if in the end it makes no sense. Now, more, more than likely a white male Christian or Jewish man, he was overlooked in favor of Dr. Claudine Gay, who was not qualified. If she were qualified, she would not have plagiarized that often. A student at Harvard who plagiarized as often as Claudine Gay would have been suspended and outright kicked out of Harvard University. Why was this woman allowed to continue on and then become president of the most prestigious university in the United States? Simply because she's Black and female. What it says to the world is that Black people, I'm sorry, I hate to say it, but Black people aren't good enough. They aren't smart enough. So we have to lower the standards in order to black, bring Black people in uh, to these different institutions. It's an outright insult. There are Black professors at Harvard and other universities who are qualified, but because Dr. Claudine Gay ticks off the box, liberal, tick, Black, tick, female tick, she got the job, not because she was the best, but because of her identity. Again, for leftists, for the liberals, it's all about the narrative. They're not anchored to truth, objective truth. To them, truth is what you believe it is. But then you keep moving the goalposts. We believe in democracy, but we want to kick former President Trump off the ballot. We are not going to allow Black people, Hispanics, Asians, any American to vote for this man, although he has not been convicted of anything. We're going to kick him off the ballot. And then you want to tell us that you believe in democracy? See, they want to control the narrative because they think the majority of us are stupid. We are not stupid. We know DEI doesn't work. That's why more and more companies are dismantling it. And we know that the Democrats and their supporters really don't believe in democracy. And I'll end on this note. I have to give some credit to uh, Governor Gavin Newsom of California. When California Democrats wanted to kick Trump off the ballot, he said no. Why? Because it makes the Democratic Party look like they're scared to death of Donald Trump. You mean to tell me you can't find one Democrat to stand up to Donald Trump? The answer must be no. But Gavin Newsom refused to kick him off the ballot because if they really believed in democracy, they would not let this man be kicked off the ballot. They're full of it. That's why DEI is a failure. Almost everything liberals touch fails because it's not based on the truth. Thank you. It's not based on the truth. And like you were saying, they talk about democracy. They talk about wanting everyone to, to have the right to vote and access to vote. But because they see the numbers and they see that Black people, Hispanic people, 
are turning away from Joe Biden. Now, whether it stays that way up until the election remains to be seen, but they're looking at the numbers and they see, wait a minute, our core voter, they're turning away. So we've got to make certain that we push DEI. We've got to make certain that they understand that we are for them, that we support them. Because if we don't, we're going to lose out. We got to make certain that we make the orange man looks as if though he's the bad man, that he's a racist and he doesn't like them. Before he decided to run for the presidency, Trump was on everyone's top list as being the quintessential billionaire. And we want to be like him. But the moment he decided to run and win, he became a racist. He wants to limit people from voting. He wants to stop black people from voting. But who's trying to stop them now? Joe Biden. We don't want you guys to vote for him. Yeah, you guys can't even realize you shouldn't vote for him. So we're going to help you out by keeping him off the ballot. We're going to help you out by locking him up. Because if they felt that Joe was going to win, if they felt that Joe was the only candidate that could save America, they would say, let's put it to the vote and let's let Trump be embarrassed when no one votes for him. But CBB, they're looking at the numbers. They're looking at the numbers and the numbers are surprising them. They're looking at the numbers and they're saying, wait a minute, even the suburban moms might be walking away. But you know what? You know one group that we can appeal to on an emotional level? Black women. They will deliver every time. All we need to do is to put the carrot out there and they will chase that carrot. And as you said during the first block, BB, they won't question it. They won't say anything because they have been predestined not to say anything. They have been taught to be quiet. They have been taught just to follow the leader. And where does this come from? The black church. You see how I tied that together, folks? We started out talking about it. And when you look at the Democrat Party and who their base, that solid base that they're appealing to, yeah, they appeal to Black people. Yeah, they're appealing to Hispanics. Yeah, they're looking at the soccer moms. But one group that they can always count on is the group that they have been vexing, the group that they have been deceiving with their policies from way back when. And now it's game on. They're doing it even more so. And that is a reason why you see them with DEI. And when you look at the DEI in a lot of these uh, corporations, and we talk, talked about this once before when we said that DEI was racism on steroids. When you look at it, at the very top, at the very, very, very top, there's a white woman who's running it. And then she goes down and she hires a black woman. And then she is the figurehead. She's a person who's running all the programs at the company. She's making certain that they got an X amount of here and they have the programs and they have people coming in and telling the other folks that you're racist and you can't do this and you can't do that. And as we found out with Facebook, one of them with their DEI director, she was caught stealing, embezzling money. Look at what happened with Black Lives Matter. The person there stealing building mansions. But see, they always have the black woman out there as the face of it because she will appeal to the other black women when it's time to talk about DEI. And you go into these companies, you'll see these black women walk, walking around with these in these different positions. It's like, but do they actually know what they're doing? And don't get me wrong, some of them do. But you know what? There are others like Claudine Gay. There are others like Kamala Harris. There are others like Joy Reid, Cori Bush, who are all mouth and should not be there. It's a disgrace. It's embarrassing. But yet and still, they have these positions. And you know what else they're telling them? You can do this, and you don't even need a man. You don't need a black man at all. You don't need a man. And then they push this other ungodliness. Oh, you can be a lesbian. No, there's nothing wrong with that. And then as these women age, they start looking at, where are all the black men? Where are all the good men? I want to have a baby. I can't find a good black man. 
Well, you turn your back on the black man because you were chasing a carrot that wasn't going to give you a solid foundation. You were chasing a carrot when you should have taken a step back and say, wait a minute, I don't need to listen to what these people are saying. They've been saying this to me and to my family, to my folks for centuries, and it has gotten us nowhere. As we said before, before affirmative action, black people were doing it on their own. It was a struggle, but they did it and they were proud of it. And when you're able to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and do it yourself, you take pride in it. But when someone gives it to you, you don't take any pride in it. You don't care if you lose it, go find it. You could care less because it was given to you. You didn't have to work for it. And see, that's the problem. That's the problem with this whole DEI. Racism on steroids is a big lie because it does not promote the diversity that they're trying to get at. It does not even level the playing field. It creates more discrimination. It creates more problems. BB, what are your thoughts? Hi, sorry about that. Um, you know, what you're saying is powerful. I'm actually looking at an article that uh, was written by uh, Booker T. Washington in the Atlantic Monthly from November 1899. To your point, Rob, one of the points he made in the article is that, quote, no race or people ever got upon its feet without severe and constant struggle excuse me, often in the face of the greatest discouragement. And I'll end it there, unquote. So Booker T. Washington was explaining that Black people, we're going to face that struggle. But we have to remember that there was a time in Black America where we strive for excellence. Virtually all of the historically Black colleges and universities were founded after slavery in the earliest 20th, late 19th and early 20th century such as the, 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 the number of Black colleges, Bethune-Cookman and Daytona Beach, for example. Because Black people, even during segregation, we believed in excellence. We didn't believe in half-stepping. We have Black geniuses, but that's been tampered down with this belief that we're owed something. So let me sit back and let the government take care of us, take care of us. and the Democrats have played into that. And as a part of that, we have watered down our standards. We are just as talented, just as uh, gifted as any other race on earth. But because we have allowed the Democrats to brainwash and control us, we have allowed that to, to, to fall, to fail. And so now we're reduced to this. The Black culture is actually quite bad. It's horrible. Um, and so what I want us to do is to understand that DEI, affirmative action, and all these programs being pushed by white and black liberals are worthless because what they do is they try to give us a crutch. Instead of us depending on our God-given talent, we sit back and wait for the government to, uh, to take care of us. And other people are starting businesses, being entrepreneurs. We used to do that. I'll end on this note. And I two things. You make an excellent point. One of the key people behind Black Lives Matter is a liberal white woman. But you see, the black women are the faces of the Black Lives Matter movement. So excellent point on your part. Excellent. And we in have Harlem, to be my mother would tell me. My mother would tell me, I'm there was a time in Harlem where if you needed your shoes done, the baker, the candlestick maker. Black-owned businesses were flourishing in Harlem during segregation, during Jim Crow. 
But when we got comfortable and we were told, oh, you need the Democratic Party, we'll give you this or that, then we got lazy and lackadaisical. And now you have the Asians and Arabs, and I don't hold anything against them, that Hispanics that own these businesses in Harlem that we should be owning. It's not about race. It's about who we are as a people. Who we are as a people. And I'm so glad you mentioned that in Harlem, there were Black businesses that we controlled, that we owned. But then we got lazy because we started listening to these bougie Blacks and whites to tell us, oh, you need us and we can help you. It's like, but need you for what? For me to sit down on my butt and do absolutely nothing? And many people fell for it, BB. They fell for it. I mean, you've come on here and you've told us the stories of your mom and your grandparents Mm -hmm. and how they own businesses Mm -hmm. and how they got up and they went after it. We can't be afraid to do that. We don't need their handouts because what they give us, they can take it back. And they're only giving it to us for their votes. You do this and I'll I give you this, you got to vote for it. And that's what we see, as I mentioned, with Black women. Their appeal to the Black women. You don't see black many Black men in Joe Biden's administration. It's Black women or queer women or trans uh, men. This has got to stop. We have got to wake up and realize what they're doing. And BB, it is by design. And I always say that this is by design. The images that they're putting out there for the Black family, it is by design. The images that they're putting out there that the Black woman is a breadwinner, the Black woman is making all the money, it is by design. You don't see it with them doing it for the Black man. It is only the Black woman. It is by design. That is their DEI. DEI is a lie. It is racism on steroids. And they are appealing to the Black women so that they can destroy the Black family which is what they have been doing for years. We'll pick this up on the other side of the break because I want to expose this. And we need to be aware as to what we are up against. They are destroying the Black family with this nonsense. You're listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Outlaw platform. And my host tonight is B.B. Diamond of Our Urban Story. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's Chief Medical Board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. So, BB, this is the last half of the show. And I just want to continue exposing this DEI lie. And 
the design that they have and the appeal that they have on the Black woman. Now, I know that there's someone out there who's probably saying, oh, there you go, attacking the Black woman again. No, I am not attacking the Black woman. I want the Black woman to wake up and realize that they're being used. They were being used under Roosevelt with these social programs. They were being used by every Democrat president who was introducing social programs that made them kick the fathers out of the house. And that's another reason why the country as a whole, especially the Black family, is suffering because we don't have a man in the house. We don't have a Black father. And I know some of you are saying, but if he's no good, he shouldn't be here in the house and he's not paying bills, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but when you look at his background, did he have a man in the house or did he have a Black woman who did not know how to raise a man? Now, I know a lot of you are saying, oh, I was a mother and the father. No, you can't be the mother and the father. And we had on our show, a minister, uh, Pastor Frank Stewart, who came on, and he'd written a book about the disintegration of the Black family. And he broke that down. And we're going to have him back on again, because I think that people are missing the point. We need our families to be together. Black people only make up 13% of the population. And of that 13%, a third are out in the streets doing absolutely nothing, not being productive. We have been in this country, but God knows how long. I mean, in my opinion, we are the natives of this country. But as one scientist once put, I can't think of his name, he said that the only natives to a country are the Africans because that's where civilization began. And I'm like, you know, that makes sense. So all of you who are saying that they're Native Americans, they heard, no, because they crossed over during the Ice Age. They came over from India. Okay. So I'm, I'm tired. See, that's another lie that's put out there, but we'll discuss that on another show. But the Native Americans, I'm sorry. No, you're not. The only natives are Africans because the birthplace of civilization was in Africa. So we're natives there. All the rest of us came here. But again, we'll discuss that another day. But going back to DEI and this appeal and how they're trying to appeal this to the Black woman, because they know if we get the Black woman, just like in the Black church, if we get her to buy into this, she will vote for us. We'll have her thinking that we'll take care of her, she and her children, her family. You'll get Black women who'll get these jobs. And then they'll just look the other way at the husband, don't want him around. And then they'll talk about the black man. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. Look at how they're trying to just really, men as a whole, there's an attack on men. But black men, you look at TV, every other black man is a gay black man. If you want to be gay, God bless you. God said to love you still. Hate the same, but love the person. But why is that? And I saw this happening on CNN when they had Don Lemon pronouncing that he was gay. And then when you look at the show, just like every other black man on the show was gay. Like, what? And in our movies, I mentioned the color purple. Some of the actors there are playing straight men, but they're actually gay. And you just see this everywhere you look. This is by design. This is what they're pushing. Barack Obama did a movie and it was on the, uh, the, the civil rights movement, the March on Washington, and the guy, Rustin Bowyer, who happened to be gay. A lot of people didn't know that, but he helped Martin Luther King put this march together. So Barack Obama decided to produce a movie that was on Netflix. I didn't see it. And there's nothing wrong with it, them putting the movie together, but there was an agenda behind it. There was an agenda. Why can't he just do a movie about a straight black man? Why? No, of course, that was history. Bayard, what he did was history. I understand it. But the push to demonize the black man in the face of the black woman after they have already poisoned the black woman's mind, 
This is all by design to get them to look the other way, to get them to look down on the black man, to make them think that they are more than the black man, to get them thinking that it is because of them that we exist. And this is all from the school of DEI. Folks, we have to wake up and we have to be careful. B.B. Diamond, what are your thoughts? You know, a really great point you're making tonight, Rob. Your analysis has been spot on. There has been an attempt to control and or demonize men, but particularly Black men. And it's done by white and Black liberals. You bring up excellent points. And this has been going back, going on for decades. Um, The actor who played the father in Good Times, his name escapes me, but he was basically kicked off of Good Times by Norman Lear, who passed away recently. Um, And it presented uh, of this family just being raised by a single Black woman. And he spoke out about that, you know, because CBS television and Norman Lear did not want a strong Black man leading the family. And we see that and we, we see the effects of that. They have really demoralized and emasculated Black men, particularly straight, heterosexual, Bible-believing, patriotic Black men. So Black men have really been abandoned unless you're a homosexual, bisexual, whatever. If you're a Bible-believing Black man, the Democratic Party has abandoned you. So where are so many Black men now going? They see this now. They see that they've been demonized for being a masculine Black man. They've been demonized for wanting to be the provider, the leader, which is the natural role for men. That's how God designed it. So they were essentially homeless with no party. But now because of Donald Trump, they feel like, okay, I can identify with Trump. He puts America first. Black unemployment dropped under Donald Trump. And he he supported the Black colleges and universities. He provided funding for HBCUs for over 10 years. And he's invested within the Black community. So Black men are drawn to Trump. Because he's not dehumanizing them. He's not pushing them to be effeminate. He is a man and they are attracted to that. You know, I, I want to point up, bring up something else. You mentioned Black women. And it's not about putting Black women down. But because we bought into the lie from the Democratic Party, and the root of it is satanic, a lot of Black women are raising boys. So they need to be awakened. I bought into this telling my mother when on Father's Day, uh, you're like a father and a mother to me. That's really, that was popular in the 70s and 80s. It's incorrect. A mother cannot act as a father. That's not how God designed it. She cannot adequately raise a boy because she's not a male. He needs a male mentor, preferably, hopefully, his father in the home. That has been disrupted because we follow man and not God. And now we're wondering why we have so many angry Black men who are fatherless. They don't know who their earthly father is or he's in jail and they do not believe in their heavenly father. So what we have produced is a generation of psychopaths where they can punch, kick, throw people off the train without batting an eye because they don't feel loved by the people who were were responsible for bringing them to the world. So we have to reach out to Black women. They have to know this is not normal. We as Black people and anyone else who deliberately chooses single motherhood, we are out of order of God's design. And that's why our communities, too many of them, are failing. Spot on. And I just want to just 
piggyback off of some of the things that you said. You mentioned Norman Lear and the show Good Times. The father was John Amos. And I remember that story. And I also came across just recently a clip from the late great Esther Roll, who played the mother of Florida on the show. And she said that when they were putting the show together, that Norman Lear did not want a man, a black man, to be in the household. And she said that she fought against it. And she said, I will not do this show unless you give my kids a father. He begrudgingly did it. But in doing so, the story goes that he made it very difficult for John Amos, and that they had many fallouts that eventually they wrote him off the show. And then Esther Rose said, no, I, I don't know what you guys are doing, but why would you kill my husband off? And then she had a point of contention that she eventually left the show for a couple of seasons, but then she came back. You see, that's the backstory that many people don't know about. That when we put, when we had black stories on TV, the father was always missing. And that has a, a way of when you're watching it, it plays into your psyche that maybe I don't need that. Maybe this person shouldn't be around. But we need these fathers in the homes. It's good to have these fathers in the homes. When I look back at that show and I look at it and I see how hardworking that character was. I think his name was James Evans on the show. Hardworking, blue-collar worker. But he was always working and providing for that family and he kept them in line. Today, you don't see it. Even when the Cosby show was on, two educated Black people. And I remember some people saying, oh, that seems just so unrealistic. I just I just can't identify. But you know what, BB? They could identify with the cartoon The Simpsons, with some cartoon character with a flippant mouth. Oh, they thought that was funny. They could identify with it. And I thought, are you serious? You can't identify with something that's, maybe you don't know anyone like that, but there's a possibility that it does exist. But you can't identify, but you can, but you can identify with the cartoon character Bart Simpson. This is all by design, all by design. And even now, BB, with everything that has happened with Bill Cosby, I can separate that from what he put out there. Even now. They wanted to take the show off. We don't want that show on. Well, what are you going to replace it with? We're going to replace it with the Housewives of Atlanta, with NeNe Leakes. We're going to replace it with the Basketball Diaries, with Black women fighting with their boyfriends, their baby mama daddies, Black women behaving unseemly, and people, oh, we like that. But when you have wholesome shows that are designed to portray a positive image, we don't want it. It is by design, and I will keep saying it. I will stand on that. It is by design. And now that they've introduced DEI, it is it has taken a on a whole new different world that they're appealing to. And people need to wake up. Something else that you mentioned about black men now looking at Donald Trump and saying, we like him, we can identify with him. Now, of course, the Democrats don't like it. And they've even come out, even Barack Obama has said, black man, you're disappointing to me. Maxine Waters has said, we've got to show the black man, what are you doing? What, what are you, what are you, who are you voting for? But black men woke up. They see the truth. They see what's happening. They see how our families are being destroyed by these bougie blacks and white liberals. They see it. And Barack Obama is a miserable excuse of a man. Now, of course, I would recognize the fact that he was the first black president. I would also recognize the fact that he was one of the worst presidents. He was one of the most corrupt presidents, he and his wife. That's as far as it will go. But what is he doing? What, what type of image is he trying to portray? When was the last time he went to Chicago to walk the streets to say, stop the violence? Let's bring it together. No, he's too busy in the basement of his million-dollar manse with his sweats on coming up with new ways for DEI and the promotion of Black women. And nothing about Black men. When has he had a, a circle just to have a lot of Black men together to come and talk to them? How many times did he invite Black men to come to the White House to sit and talk? How many times did Trump did? Trump did it quite a bit. He had men that, were got, that had gotten out of prison to come to the White House. Quiet as it's kept. The media won't, don't want to talk about it. 
as you mentioned, BB, if you were to ask someone who funded the historical black colleges, HBCUs, for like a decade, they'll say, oh, that was Barack Obama. No, it wasn't Barack Obama. Oh, then it had to be Joe Biden. No, it wasn't Joe Biden either. It was Donald Trump. Who gave us the first chance, the second chance act? Donald Trump. Who said we want to make certain that people are hired based on the merit, based on their qualifications? Donald Trump. He didn't come in with some DEI, but yet still, he's a racist. Oh, yeah, he's a racist. We got to have all these programs in place because we got people like him that don't want to hire black people. Whereas Joe Biden stood on the floor of the Senate and said he didn't want his children going to school with black people because it's a jungle out there. Oh, but DEI is going to solve all that. Oh, yeah, we got to have DEI. It's going to solve it. And we're going to push that right through the black family. As I said in the first and second block, how many prominent black men do we see in Joe Biden's administration? Now, don't go saying, well, we got the Secretary of Defense, Lord Austin. Lord Austin is a miserable failure. Who's also into this whole DEI uh, brigade? He's pushing it also. We need a strong black man. We need men who are going to stand on principle. We need men who are going to stand up and be counted. We need men who aren't going to be afraid. We need men who are going to be the head of their household. And there's nothing wrong with being the head of the household. Now, one thing I will say, going back to the color purple, BB, is one of the characters, I think the main character, Fantasia Barino, Barino or whatever, uh, I don't like the way she lives her life, but that's to each his own. But one of the things that she said on a talk show, and I commend her, and when she said it, I thought, well, maybe I need to take another look at her, is that she said that the head of the household is the man and not the woman. She said there can't be two heads because, of course, in today's society, what they're telling us is that, oh, no, they can both lead. No, there can only be one head. And she was adamant about it. And she even said the Bible said it. And I thought, wow, that's impressive. Because there are so many people who fight against it. And we see that today. Women wanting to be, well, I make the most money, so I'm the head of the household. You need to listen to do what I say do. And that's the reason why many of our black families, BB, are failing or we don't have them. That's the reason why many of our kids are on the streets creating havoc. And then people want to wonder, oh, don't look at them that way. Why do you think a black person did it? Well, if I'm turning on the six o'clock news and I see nothing but black people doing smash and grab, going into stores, robbing, why wouldn't I think that? And as I said, this is going this is going to all backfire because when the dust settles, people like me and Phoebe who are doing the right thing, doing it the right way, will be looked at as if though maybe they're doing something wrong. Why? Because of what has happened in the past. Lawlessness. Systems breaking down. And why is that? Well, because of DEI. We got to make sure that everyone has a chance. Everyone, if they want to go out there and steal, let them steal. Maybe they need the clothes, maybe they need the food. No, we don't lower the standard. And there is a standard, and we need to stick with the standard. Because when we lower the standards, in essence, we're saying that you're too stupid and you're too dumb, and you can't compete. What do you say, B.B. Diamond? You know, thank you for that. Um, I say this. We fought for equity in the United States. We marched, to, you know, from Selma, you know, to Montgomery to Selma. We we endured the fire hoses and all the discrimination because we believed in the promise of America. But because of the godless and the liberals, we're now saying, well, Black people need to have an advantage over white people. So we're engaging in discrimination toward whites, Asians, and Hispanics. We're trying to have a leg up instead of being being equal. Remember, you know, that's what this is supposed to be about. How can it be equal when you are selected because you're Black and female and a lesbian to boot. I'm not saying Dr. Gay is a lesbian. I think she's married. But that's so often the case. How is that equity? This whole DEI thing is an illusion. 
it says that black people cannot compete on a on a on a of a level of whites, and that's not true. Maybe in the 1940s, 50s, but in the 1960s and forward, there have been so much progress uh, for black people that there is no excuse, none. For a Dr. Gay to be plagiarizing people like Dr. Carol Swain, who really struggled, who really had to fight through. So there's no excuse for DEI. We need to believe in meritocracy, not giving Black people a crutch. Because what you're saying is we're too weak and that we need to be elevated over other people. That is not equity. That's unfairness and that's discrimination against other races. And I and millions of us stand against it. I'm looking right now, BB, at the news. And there's an article, TSA high-ranking official arrested in Atlanta on outstanding warrant in Florida. Maxine McManaman is the director. And you know what? She's black. Need I say more? Another DEI hire. And we see it across the board. And the chips will fall. And as we see, they will start crumbling down. This will not look good. This will not go good. This will impact us. As you said, content of character. That is what Dr. Martin Luther King spoke about. He didn't talk about diversity and equity. He said content of character. What is so difficult with saying content of character? What is so wrong for looking at a person's character and not their skin color? What is wrong with that? Why is it that we have to look at all these other identities? What is your gender? What is your sexuality? I remember applying for a job one once, BB, and on it, it asked me, uh, what is your gender? And I said, male. And it said, what is your sexuality? I'm like, what? And then I clicked down. It had, are you gay? Are you straight? Are you bisexual? I'm thinking, are you serious? When did it get to that? Well, it's part of DEI. It's part of DEI. And this is what the Democrats have brought to us as opposed to bringing to us content of character, as opposed to saying, we want to make certain that everyone has a fair chance. No, we want to split it up and we want to split it along the lines of identity. And with the identity, we're going to have DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. No, you don't have diversity, equity, and inclusion, and you're not including everyone, you're excluding. And if it is a white man, oh, you can forget about it, step back. And if you're a black man, unless you are gay, we don't have any need for you. But the black women whose families that we've busted up, oh, you can come in and sit down and have all the fun you want. Even if you don't qualify, come right on in. This is an embarrassment. It sets us all back and we need to be aware of it. And that is the reason why we're having this show tonight to expose it. We're not attacking black women. There are many black women that are out there that are successful and they're doing it right. B.B. Diamond is one of them. Doing it right. But then there are the others who don't care to do it right, who don't want to do it right, who just want to get in where they fit in, even if they don't qualify. And if they fail, if they're caught, you know what they'll say? Racism. You don't like me because I'm black. You don't like me because I'm a woman. As opposed to looking, B.B., and seeing that no Maybe you just don't qualify. So as we're getting ready to close, baby, what do you think? What is your takeaway? What would you encourage people to do? How do we get away from this entire system of DEI, which is a lie, as you said, during the first block, and it's destructive? How do we get beyond it? You know, that's a very interesting question. I think it's a good question. My uh, first response, initial response would be, 
if you look at Christianity, there is no color in Christianity, right? It's it's Christ over color. Where you start getting into color and gender is when you move away from Judeo-Christian values and principles. Even if you're not a religious person per se, you don't like to go to church, you know, whatever, follow some of the Judeo-Christian values and you will see that it's not about color, it's about character. It's about who you are. And that's what Dr. King said, as you've correctly quoted. It's the content of the character. It doesn't matter whether you are a Sumerian, whether you are Jew, whether you are Greek, whether you're Roman. It's who you are African. It's who you are inside. God doesn't look at color. Only man does. I believe it's in 1 Samuel, when God was deciding on the next king after Saul, he chose David. And he said, it's, it's, it, but man looks on the outside, but God looks at the heart. So black people, and I'll close with this. The cornerstone of the black community was the church during slavery. The Bible was the only book we could read as slaves that we were allowed to read. We have moved so far from that. And that's why we find ourselves fragmented because that's the design of the devil and the Democratic Party and liberals have carried that out. We're going to fragment you, male, female, uh, bisexual, straight, uh, a black, white, Asian, when really in the sight of God, we are all one. So if we get away from that and return to Judeo-Christian values, which built Western civilization, which is the greatest civilization on earth. If we return to those values, DEI will not seem that important. It's for people who are godless, who think they know more than God, who try to separate and divide us. And that's where the problem is. The root of it is moving away from those critical values that built this country and Western civilization. Well, folks, there you have it. That's our show for tonight. We hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for coming on tonight, B.B. Diamond of Our Urban Story. We will have her on again, as I mentioned, throughout this year to analyze and to break down the news. You've been listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. God bless. Go away. Be safe. And we hope you'll join us next time on another episode of After Dark with Robin Andrew. Thank you and good night.